0: My name is Andrew Bustamante and this is Everyday Espionage. Freedom! Ah! Freedom! Ah! Freedom! Ah! Freedom! Ah! So, Gigi, the other day I was on the phone with your dad you were on the phone we were on speakerphone speakerphone that's
1: the way to do it
0: because <laughs> there's no there's no confusion no,
1: lots of witnesses
0: <laughs> so we're on the phone with your dad and i'm telling him about how i have to go back up to pennsylvania to pick up our 32 foot winnebago mm-hmm. the rv that we launched everyday spy with two years ago yeah
2: that's right
0: yeah and I have to bring it back to Florida for some maintenance and so that we can enjoy it over the winter because winter season is prime camping season in Florida. And in that conversation, I told him that I was planning to go alone, but that I would be excited. I would welcome the chance for him to come with me and be part of that trip back to Florida. And I had told you I was going to invite him before I invited him, and we both know that your dad has a habit. How can I put his habit nicely?
1: Uh, it's like the polite yes that really means no.
0: Yes. It's yeah. like a polite yes that really means no. Yeah. And I knew he was going to throw me a polite yes. But I was worried, like, what if his polite yes is really an actual yes? And <laughs> I don't know the difference between the polite yes and the actual yes. So when he threw me that polite yes on speakerphone with you,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I immediately pushed back and I was like, you know, just wait, think about it for a couple of days and then get back to me. And then he didn't get back to me. Right. So fast forward now about four weeks to yesterday. We're on the call with him again. And what happened?
1: We're on the call with my mom. And she says, uh, we were making plans for Halloween. She said, well, you're not, That's not going to be there. He's going to be with Andy. And we look at each other and, go, oh, really? <laughs> and she said, yeah, we were on the, that phone call together. Remember? He said, yes. <laughs> we were like, but we never received a confirmation. We said, please think about it. And text us and it never happened. And
0: I'm telling you, like I've already gone on to plan the whole trip. Yes. And it's not going to be a comfortable trip. It's not a trip built for a 67, 70, 70-year-old 70 man. Early 70s. It's not a trip built for a 70-year-old man kind of, you know, doing a dead drive, dead reckoning, hardcore drive from Pennsylvania to Florida with two or three stops, sleeping in the cold. Like, it's not going to be comfortable for him. And he, and when we were on speaker with your mom, your dad called me as the speaker conversation was going mm-hmm. on to tell me, oh, yeah, I'm so excited to be there. And it was really heartbreaking to find a way to basically uninvite your dad, my dad, our yeah. dad. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it's so important to tell this story, the polite yes that really means no and the confusion that comes from not knowing if it's a yes or a no when we talk about something known as language precision or mm-hmm. word specificity. Mm-hmm. And I know this is something that's near and dear to your heart, so I'm gonna let you take it from there.
1: Yeah, so this is near and dear to my heart because when Andy and I were first working at the agency, that's where we met and that's where we were dating. And everybody goes through their, you know, figuring out their communication when you are getting to know somebody, whether it's a friend or somebody you're dating. Um, and, you know, we went through the same thing, but at the agency, we were being trained as, you know, operatives, as analysts. And so we were trained to use what's called words of estimative probability in the reports.
0: So it's you're right. It's like this, it's the most expensive dating service in the world. Yeah, that's what they say. We meet each other. And then on top of that, it's almost like we're getting couples counseling through the lens of espionage (laughs) the whole time.
2: Yeah.
1: You're being trained to form professional you know, assessments. Yeah, assessments
0: and then build relationships that have a purpose right. and you know and be able to carry out activities with nobody knowing
1: about them right. so because we're spending all this time being trained day to day to write operational reports to write um, um, yeah. analytical reports
0: mm-hmm. raw intelligence
1: right and in intelligence there is no room for ambiguity in your language you
0: there's know, no room for the polite yes
1: right there's no room for polite there's no room for for you know softening a blow like your language needs to be concise and clear in every single report because lives depend on it
0: and i'm going to i'm sorry yeah. to interrupt but i find it so interesting what you're saying because the reason we were being trained in that language wasn't because we were expected only to communicate out in that language we were also being trained how to interpret information coming in and this is where I feel like untrained people, or, or where most people have their grief in relationship communication, mm-hmm. is that we tell ourselves, I am communicating clearly. I am telling you exactly what I think, exactly what I feel, exactly what mm-hmm. I want to have change. We feel like we are doing that very directly. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, communication is two ways. It's the transmission of information, and you can do that as clearly as possible, but if you're using words that are not clear to the person receiving the information, then it's just as bad as if you never used the right words in the first place. So we're learning this language that you're talking about right. because we need to write in that language and we need to understand what we're reading when other people communicate with us using the same terminology.
1: Right. So at the agency, if we read a report that said uh, you know, something was uncertain or something had you know, a certain level of probability, then we all used the same words, the same language. So we knew, was that a 30% chance, a
0: 40% chance,
1: a 70% chance?
0: This is likely. This is unlikely. This is not likely. With high confidence, with low confidence, we had a number Mm -hmm. that we could use to quantify that terminology. And we knew to communicate in that terminology when we're speaking to others and when others are speaking to us.
1: Right. So we learn all these skills at the agency and it makes us very aware in our relationship when we're communicating with each other. Now that's not to say that we have perfect <laughs> communication. I have any perfect means, communication. Even you know, yeah, I don't me. know about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even with 13 years later. Yeah, yeah. Um and you know of course when arguments happen especially with somebody that you're very close to and emotions become heightened you go right back to all of your generalities. Yeah. Instead of using specific words saying, you know, I feel very angry because I'm hungry and I'm very disappointed that I didn't get the latte that you promised me yes, this morning. That's
0: exactly what happened two days ago. Yes.
1: <laughs> Instead, that comes out as, you're such a jerk. Yes. Talk to me later. Yes. Right. <laughs>
0: Yeah. and then and then I push to try to understand more, and it just turns into more anger, and then I start to infer, well, I must have done something wrong. is my breath bad did i and then
1: there's guessing yeah yeah, what exactly does she mean
0: that's so true, so I think that's... this is really interesting um, because what you 're talking about is word specificity, the idea of having a responsibility to pick the right words, mm-hmm. the specific words that you 're using when you communicate and understanding that when you hear someone else trying to use precise words trying to use specific words you need to understand how they define those words Mm -hmm. and as parents as a married couple i find that that's super useful i've also seen it really play out in the business sense with everyday spy with our corporate lives prior to everyday spy and after we left the agency Mm -hmm. there is Our culture, American culture, is great in so many ways, but one of the ways where we are suffering is that we don't have consistent language. Mm -hmm. We have this idea of tact, and I've gone toe-to-toe with really professional people, people of faith, people of high education, toe-to-toe on this argument of tact because I am not a big fan of tact because all tact does is muddy the water. And I think I've told you the story, maybe even told people on the podcast the story about my mom making steak that tasted like fish and everybody else (laughs) told her it tasted (laughs) fine and I said it tasted like fish. That's the person I am. It was very clear to my mom what it tasted like but it didn't make her feel very good. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about our emotions in an argument, our emotions take the front seat and the thing that suffers when our emotions drive is Mm -hmm. information. Because now emotions are driving. All the information is still there. Right. You knew that you were upset about the latte. You knew that you were hungry. You knew that you were tired. You knew that the baby had done whatever she had done that morning and Cena woke up too early. You knew everything. Mm-hmm. But the emotion kept you from being able to precisely and succinctly get it out. Right. And then the emotions that came up for me prevented me from even being able to Reflect on the fact that, oh, you know what? She's probably hungry. (laughs) And the baby did this to her, and Cena woke up early. Mm -hmm. So it just took everything apart.
1: But one of the things that Andy does really great that has helped us over time is that he is a great question asker. So even when emotions are running high, I know that he can dig and dig and dig, and I will eventually come up with the precise words to explain the root of my emotion.
0: I like, I mean, you can give me credit for that, but that is, that's the agency. That's them teaching us how to use questions. And
1: I'm not telling anybody that this is a pretty scenario when it happens. (laughs) (laughs) There's still, you know, emotions are running high. You know what that looks like. But it does get to the root of what's really going on, and that's with anything, whether it's an argument or a big decision that you're making. I mean, a why? Work project. Right, a work project. Why do you want to buy that car? Why do you feel like going to get ice cream right now? You know, why are you voting for whoever you're voting for? Mm-hmm. If you dig, you can come up with the precise words that explain why you're really doing
0: something. And I find, you know, I, I I love that we're. You know, making fun of our own relationship. <laughs> but the truth is, uh, the, the techniques that you and I use against each other, uh, did that sound right? The techniques that you and I use against each other?
1: That's probably pretty accurate,
2: though, <laughs> word precision. You
0: know. That's true. That's exact, very very precise language there, Andy. Well done. But the, the techniques that we are employing are the same techniques that we have applied. Professionally, we're in foreign languages, in foreign cultures, where Mm -hmm. we're working through a interpreter. Mm -hmm. It's just so powerful when you realize that no matter what the language, no matter what the education level, no matter what the accent, the world experience, you have to be able to get your point across and you have to be able to understand the point that the other person is trying to make. And the closer you get to honing in on specific, precise language, the better confidence you have to use our Uh, estimative tool that Mm -hmm. we got from the agency Mm -hmm. the higher confidence you have that you are understanding and transmitting accurately now one of the places that i think this is really relevant is where i see it in marketing Mm -hmm. the other day i was with uh, a good friend at cvs and we used to work for cvs i still shop at cvs when i have to (laughs) (laughs) but we're sitting there and i'm and we're waiting for a, a prescription to be filled and standing there in the middle of the aisle is this brand new, really shiny, really well-lit, uh, like a promotions table that was all herbal supplements.
2: Mm.
0: And the herbal supplements had this giant sign on them. And the sign said something like, well, let me see if I can get it right. It said, proven herbal supplements that may help you. <laughs> in bright, shiny letters, huge, like with all the, all the bells and whistles and all the really beautiful You know, herbal supplements wrapped around this table display. And I remember looking at that and thinking what everybody else probably thinks when they see that. I see the first word, proven, Mm -hmm. herbal supplements. And I see the last two words, help you. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, these herbal supplements are going to help me. Mm -hmm. And it's proven. And then I stop and I take a a second, thank you, agency. And I think to myself, (laughs) what's the rest of the sentence say? And right there in the middle of the sentence, it says may. Mm -hmm. And really... That's the important word. From a marketer's perspective, what they're trying to do is the opposite of what you and I do naturally in an argument. Mm -hmm. In an argument, you and I get emotional and then try to talk. But what marketers have to do, what politicians have to do, Mm -hmm. what advertisers have to do, they have to talk first Mm -hmm. and then count on the words that they are specifically choosing to then make you emotional. They have to say, proven, And help you so that I get emotional and I skip over the most important word, which they buried in the middle, that says may. Because it's not proven to help me. It's actually just proven that it's made of herbs.
1: Right. And I think, you know, when we've talked about this before, where, you know, anytime you're looking at advertising, media, news sources, politicians talking, keep in mind that those words are specifically chosen. Yes. Now, whether those words are precise and accurate in what they're describing or what they're speaking about, that's something else altogether, and that's something that you have to use your critical thinking skills to parse through. But they are choosing specific words, putting them in a specific order to elicit the kinds of emotions or the kind of thoughts that they want, behaviors that they want to bring out from you.
0: Yeah, exactly. And this is the reason that big businesses and advertisers have you know, a huge budget for attorneys <laughs> and for legal protection because they need to let their marketing team create something and they run it through, you know, a management team that says they like it or they don't like it. And then they run it through a legal team to make sure they can legally say what they're saying because it's illegal to use words that claim something that isn't true, but it is totally legal to use words that can be misinterpreted to mean something else and that's exactly what you saw, what I saw in that advertisement at CVS. The word proven was grammatically used to describe herbal supplements. It is a proven herbal supplement. It is not proven to help you, but it can be inferred by myself and by who knows how many hundreds of other people crossing through CVS's all over the country, mm-hmm. that they are seeing in their mind's eye that these supplements are proven to help.
1: Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, what will happen is people will see something written with specific language. Maybe they'll read an article, they hear a news report that does have, actually, that you, does use language precision, and maybe it is accurate. But then, when they go on to share that story with somebody else, mm. they will generalize the entire story, and that generality is now wrong, or misinterprets, or misrepresents the specific language that they heard and i think we really need to be careful there
0: yeah we need to be careful when we're receiving it and Mm -hmm. when we're transmitting it again because just like you said when we click the share button there's a good chance there's an emotional reason we're clicking that share Mm -hmm. button and like you and i have also highlighted before once emotions get involved everything changes i think you were the one that coined feelings are not fact Mm -hmm. right so what i'm reading that makes me feel a certain way the only thing factual is that I have the feelings I am feeling.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Everything else beyond that is really just opinion or uh, or observation or response.
1: And there are certain words that you know right off the bat when you hear them that those are not specific words. <laughs> anything that sounds like name calling, anything that um, that really kind of attaches a name to something. Well, when I so think... That's, that's not specific. That's too general.
0: When I think of you and I as... As I reflect on arguments that escalate, <laughs> escalating arguments bring more generalized terms. Never, yes. always, more, less, yes. uh, fewer, you know, and then I need space, I need time, uh, you don't listen, you don't hear, how can you not see this? Like, these are all generalities, mm-hmm. and I feel like you know it takes five minutes of watching a 24-hour news station. Oh, if yeah. you watch anything that's on 24-hour news... You will see people using terms that you and I use when we argue all the time. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing this? Did you hear this, folks? Can you believe what you're seeing right now? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's what there's nothing specific about what you're saying. There's mm-hmm. nothing nothing precise about what you are trying to communicate.
1: Let me tell you a not so pleasant way to de-escalate uh, an argument is if so, if your partner says, "You always do this." And you say, "Tell me exactly how many times." <laughs> and you have to think back, and you're like, okay, well, maybe you did it once last week. <laughs> That's a true de-escalation right there, because suddenly,
0: I don't. Know. When I use that on you, it <laughs> doesn't always go well.
1: I'm not saying it goes well, but it is a de-escalation because it does, because it does bring argument. it pauses the argument. It makes you stop and think. Mm -hmm. You know, what is the scenario that I'm actually talking about? Maybe it feels like always because I happen to have heightened emotions right now. But in reality, it was one time last week that something happened. And then like we can talk about that one specific instance.
0: And that's really interesting because I like what you're saying in a funny way is is that we can interrupt the emotion. Yes. You can interrupt the emotional hijacking that happens, whether it's happening at work, whether it's happening in the bedroom or the boardroom, Mm
2: -hmm. wherever
0: you're arguing... When you insert a question that demands a specific answer, when did I say that? When did that email come in? When did the client ask for that request? And I've seen, yes. this, I've seen this play out, I don't know how many times. It forces everybody to know they can't move on with the conversation until they have a specific answer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That can be frustrating, it can be irritating, it can be annoying, but it brings that precise language back into the equation. And if someone doesn't remember, or if they don't have the answer, or mm-hmm. if they can't find it right away, mm-hmm. it changes the course of the question. Now all of a sudden the boardroom meeting that was about to tank because you know the the sales team and the customer service team were yelling at each other about what the client said they expected, that whole argument goes away because now people are on the same side looking for what did the client expect? What did we promise the client? Exactly. And now that destructive argument can become a constructive conversation.
1: Right. I mean, a lot of these things just, you know, by putting some critical thinking into the words that are coming out of your mouth or the words that are being received by your ears and then asking questions. I think asking questions is so key Mm -hmm. to really clarifying things that you hear from other people.
0: And not just the question. It's not just asking a question. It's asking a question using the same practice of specific words and yes. precise language yes. tell me when that happened tell me what date did you receive you know did you receive a phone call was it communicated via social media mm-hmm. finding the right
2: clarifying preci- yeah, yeah
0: specific uh, precise terminology in your question is going to bring force people respond in a precise, clear, and concise way.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. The more precise you are, the more precise other people are forced to be.
0: Absolutely. And I would say that really what what I love about this topic and what I love learning in every marital argument we have, (laughs) but also what I love learning every time I engage a new client or a new contract or even when we're with our kids, I love when Word specificity and precise language saves the day i mm-hmm. love it when it pulls us back from the brink i love mm-hmm. it when it fixes everything at the end of the day because the right question led to the right answer mm-hmm. and then the right question and answer combination put us on a very constructive path and then it's just so easy it's so easy yeah. to move forward from that point
1: right just i mean and you brought up the kids too i mean they're so so many times when our oldest will say something in a very generalized language you know and he's he's only seven so it's you can expect it but then we try to guide him yeah. to be more precise And do really... i don't feel
0: good what do you mean you don't feel good <laughs> what doesn't feel good yeah. or
1: i never get to watch tv yeah. oh but it's <laughs> the difference it's this. the
0: difference between a 911 call Right. And understanding that he doesn't feel good because mm-hmm. he hasn't had ice cream in two weeks, and then you know right. I have less sympathy, but my point is <laughs> you know that's a I think the kids is a, a very over dramatized but excellent example of just how bad generalities can take you off of the path mm-hmm. that of accuracy. I don't mm-hmm. like this, you make me mad, right You know whatever else it might be, you've got to dig in with specifics, right Does your body hurt? Does your head hurt? Mm-hmm. Is it your finger? Is it your toe? Are you sad?
1: But by going through the process with them, they has, learn exactly. The children will learn, and it will change their perspective on things. Just like we said, once you can stop the emotion and draw attention to what's actually going on, the child's perspective will—you will see it change on their face. They'll—they'll mm. they'll understand that you know their feeling of "I'm really bummed out because I never get to watch TV" is actually they want to watch a specific show. They're kind of bored, you know. You can. Find those things just by sitting down with them and asking those questions, and then giving them the precise words. Which honestly, with a number of adults, you're going to have to do the same yes. thing. Some people just aren't going to aren't used to using precise words and you can give those to them you can offer up Mm -hmm. ideas and be a good example yourself is a good way of doing it as well
0: i found with especially in professional settings if you set your own expectation and give it to the boss Mm -hmm. so boss i think what you're saying is that you want me to increase sales by five percent in the next quarter is that correct that you're giving them the specifics that they're looking for. They may have yes. started it with, hey, we're a little nervous about your numbers. Your numbers <laughs> your numbers are causing me some concern. That's yeah. not specific language. If you're an employee that has ever had to sell something and you've heard that, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Or if there's you know, rumors going on about hiring or firing, you, you want specifics. Mm-hmm. If you can come up with the specifics and put them into your boss's hand so that all the boss has to say is yes or no, then we're into the, then we're into the realm of your dad. Yeah. That polite yes versus the real yes. And you can always dig into that too, and you can say, Hey, can I get that in writing? Can I get that via email? You know, can we get a hard commitment on that, you know, right now with a signed receipt, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But the takeaway message I think that we're both trying to communicate here is that word specificity and language precision are huge benefits. Mm-hmm. They give clear information, clear expectations, they are received and transmitted with Uh, with high confidence that the other party is going to understand them. It's a best practice that we're taught in the intelligence world because there's no room for ambiguity. There's no room to communicate risk about war or uh, treason or anything else of a national security issue with words that are not precise and not specific. The way that we can bring that practice into our everyday life is by practicing word specificity and language precision in the questions that we ask. Mm -hmm. And then like you said, Giving specific words, giving precise words over to whoever we're talking to, whether it's a spouse or a child, a coworker or a boss, give them specific words, define those specific words and invite them to use those words when they respond. And if you can do that, Mm -hmm. you not only master the information that you are working on in that moment, but you're also building a stronger relationship with whoever you're working or living with. Because they understand how to communicate to you, you understand how to communicate to them, and you are that much tighter of a team, that much tighter of a unit.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And that is Everyday Espionage. Everyday Espionage is dedicated to one thing, educating everyday people. I know that not everyone will listen, but those who listen will learn. If you learned something new today, click subscribe, review, and share the podcast with a friend. Find me on social media at Everyday Spy or on my website, EverydaySpy.com. If you are up for a special challenge, visit EverydaySpy.com forward slash operations and join me for an authentic spy training mission. And above all else, remember that knowledge is freedom.